It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. Hello everyone, this is D. Gill and welcome to another episode of the Game Day Tea. Please follow me on all of my social media outlets and handles, D. Gill, D-G-I-L-T-M. Hit me up, listen to my podcast, you'll enjoy it, just like you're going to enjoy this episode because I have a woman that is just really, really badass, y'all. I can't wait to bring her on the show today. I like to do what I call little Instagram searches sometimes and I like to be really specific on some of the hashtags that I search. And lo and behold, I typed in lesbian athlete and I was not disappointed. Why was I not disappointed? Because I have found the Heidi Weisenfart. Heidi, welcome to the Game Day Tea. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So I want our listeners to know that you, Heidi, are such a badass and your sport is wait for it jiu-jitsu and mai tai it's not mai tai because that's a cocktail <laughs> it's muay thai. muay thai see, so see, close, this, is, close. this is why i need her on the show <laughs> um so i got into it kind of not even kind of i got into it because i was uh 35 years old i i've been an athlete my whole life since i was five years old starting surfing softball um, I always liked the boy sports, football, wrestling, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I wanted to get in better shape. Um, I, I let myself go. I had let my PTSD with my childhood upbringing mm-hmm. um, kind of derail me a little bit. And I was still playing sports, but I wasn't the healthiest human I could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And I've been a bouncer for over 15 years in music venues predominantly, but a little bit in bars. And I just wanted to be able to protect myself better as a woman. I wanted to be able to protect my patrons better um, so that they could have a good time. And I wanted to get in shape and be healthy and be the athlete that I knew that I was. And so I researched a couple of academies in Missoula and I found Missoula Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. And I just fell in love with martial arts. I'd always kind of been interested watching MMA and UFC Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other fight promotions and just the, the diligence and the endurance and the dedication it takes to do those kind of sports I, I was fascinated with. Um, and when I started doing jujitsu, I was 240 pounds at 5'6", and wow. now I walk around about at 170. Um, I'm still trying to lose a little bit of weight, not uh-huh. for weight loss. That's never been my goal. It's only always been to be the healthiest, better version of myself, the most mentally strong version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have to lose a little bit of weight just because of weight classes, you know, like in wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, and in fighting, if you're not within the weight class, then sometimes for jujitsu, especially for tournaments, they'll bump you up to like the 170 plus. So okay. I could very well go up against a six, three, you know, 285 pound woman. Whoa. And I'm just going to have to deal with that. And I have done jujitsu for three years, but I am still very, very new. I'm only a blue belt one degree. And so uh-huh. that, I mean, my skill could outweigh size because that's the whole premise of jujitsu. Uh-huh. Um, if somebody's bigger, faster, stronger than you, and they're on top of you, what do you do? And so I, I would excel even with a woman that size. Unfortunately, my jujitsu is not that good yet. So <laughs> I can't, I, I'm trying to lose the weight so I can go up with somebody more my size. <laughs> there you go. So it sounds like it's not just 
you know, a sport to you. It's a whole lifestyle change for you. It really has. Yes. Um, you know, most martial arts always uh, have some kind of background into respect, um, dedication, sacrifice, things of that nature. Um, Jiu-jitsu is just, it's unlike any other martial art I've ever seen. And I've researched other ones and it's mm -hmm. not talking trash about other martial arts. I just believe Jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai are the most efficient martial arts. Wow. Stand up and ground perspective. So you said you, you chose Jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. What, what other type of sports were you looking into or mixed martial arts were you looking into? Um, I was looking into karate because I followed UFC. So there was a couple of um, practitioners that I was a really big fan of. Um, mm -hmm. I had followed some wrestling because uh, I know that wrestling and takedowns is very important in any kind of grappling sport much less a submission grappling sport that was pretty i mean any boxing any stand-up i wanted mm -hmm. to be a well-rounded fighter I'd, I'd like to actually take a fight um not just in jujitsu individually and muay thai individually but i would like to take an mma bout um they're just it's just a different practice of collectively wow. adding all those arts together wow. um, so i'd researched a couple few other ones but brazilian jujitsu was kind of something that had been blowing up in america um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's fascinating that you can like chess, take somebody apart, but tactically, I don't have to break your arm, but I can <laughs> choose to break your arm. I don't have to put you to sleep, but I can choose to put you to sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about some of those submissions and positions. I want to know what are some of your favorite. I'm afraid to even say the names out loud because I think I'm going to butcher them and I don't want everybody in my DMs talking about how dare <laughs> you, but I mean, there's some things, is I mean, it? Hi Soku, did I say that, that right? seriously? Is. Huh? Hi Soku, Dachi. Which one? Um, Hi Soku, Dachi. See, now that's going to be the the kicker is the uh -huh. names with my ADHD. I yeah. I don't know very many of them either. The submissions <clears throat> usually that I know are not mm -hmm. are not of the Japanese lineage because that's that's where jujitsu originates from is Japan. Yeah. It was just jujitsu. And mm -hmm. then um, the Japanese practitioner brought it to Brazil and they turned it into a submission grappling sport uh, that it is today. And so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Jiu-Jitsu are similar, but they are two different practices. And I practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So what are some of your favorite um, submissions in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Um, <clears throat> I am a really big fan. Um, uh, I do like triangles, but I'm not very good at them. I just don't have long legs, so it's hard to wrap around somebody's head and their arm. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of arm bars. <clears throat> I think Ooh. that they're tactical, and it's a really good way to get somebody to stop doing the behavior they're doing. Uh -huh. um, or just even in a roll or in the streets, it's applicable both ways. Okay. Um, I really like taking people's backs and going for any kind of choke, submission of any kind, whether it's a bow and arrow choke, which is you grabbing the opposite side lapel of their gi, which is one of the <clears throat> uniforms that we wear. Because um, okay. there's two different practices of jiu-jitsu. There's gi and no gi. So it's basically a kimono and a non-kimono version of doing the sport. Okay. Wow. That um, sounds so I'm like a real that... big fan of the bow and arrow choke. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that is very painful, but very effective. And what is the technical term for? Are they meet matches? Is there like a technical term for what you call a fight 
Um, you know, most, most real practitioners will actually call it a fight because that's exactly what it is. Okay. Um, it's not like a street fight where you're trying to, you know, throw hands and technically destroy your opponent, but yeah. you are trying to outwit them with your game and your game is submission. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not trying to kill them outright, but you are trying to tactically put them to sleep or compromise a limb to where they have to submit to you. Right. And what about the Muay Thai part of it? Like, what do you like about Muay Thai? Uh, What I love about Muay Thai, um, for starters, is the history. It's the national sport in Thailand. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they initially boxing basically war for defense. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's called the art of eight limbs. Um, A Thai would hate if you correlated it to kickboxing, but for visual purposes, Mm -hmm. um, it's like kickboxing because you punch and you kick. The only reason they call it the art of eight limbs is because you also use your elbows and your knees, not just your fists and your feet. Um, And traditional Muay Thai, they used to use their heads too, which is crazy to me. (laughs) Um, But the reason that I love Muay Thai, (laughs) right? (laughs) Can you imagine just headbutting somebody? No, <laughs> I like my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my money maker. I'd like to keep it intact. Exactly. <laughs> um, the reason I do love Muay Thai, it's uh, it's exhausting. Jiu-Jitsu is amazing, but you can do what's called like old man jujitsu. If your technique is good, you can kind of thwart off your opponent for a minute until you figure out what you would like to do. Whereas Muay Thai, it's it's an instant response to somebody's attack. Um, and there's so many different attacks. It's so versatile because you can throw knees and elbows. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're in the clinch, there's, there's sweeps, there's all sorts of things. Um, and it's very quick, quick responses and quick movements. Um, so it's taxing. And that's why mm-hmm. I enjoy Muay Thai. And it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. Well, it, it um, looks And I dangerous. love anything that... <laughs> Makes my heart feel like it's gonna fall out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean your videos, Heidi. First of all, where can people you rec- you put a lot of videos on your Instagram page of Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu? And I want anybody that's listening to this right now, if you want to like take a second and look at your find your Instagram page to really get a visual of what you do. How can they find your Instagram page? Uh, my Instagram page is pretty easy. It's just Heidi Dash um, so you can't miss me there. You can also find me on TikTok, although I suck at doing videos this far because technology is a foreign language to me at Heidi Hearts BJJ. Um, and I can also be followed on Facebook. Um, I like to record them not just because uh, they're cool videos and other people can learn some mm-hmm. of these practices, but I like to record them because just like any other athlete, you have to watch tape. Um, yeah. And so I watch myself. I watch the mistakes that I make in a role. I watch the mistakes that I make when we're drilling. Um, so I can try to correct those things for the next time I go to class. That's amazing uh, out, uh, insight there, because normally when I do my little research for people who I would like to love to come on the game day tea, I never, it never dawned, my, dawned me that you're not, you're not putting it up there just for everybody to say, look at me. You know, it's actually a practical purpose of why you're putting videos up. So that just completely changed my mindset right there. And but you make it look so <laughs> interesting. You like, and it's like I I want to go out there and just observe. I don't you know I, I maybe get the courage to go out there. I don't know, but I just want to like one day just when all this COVID stuff blows over, just go observe and see what you do, what other people do, because it's kind of like a 
it's not that publicized to me around my circles. We don't talk about it. You know, I'm, I know it's huge out there, but I would just love to get that insight. Yeah, honestly, I, I believe that all martial arts are for anybody after doing this. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I've only been doing it for three years and I definitely am stoked on it, but I do, I do fundamentally believe that anybody can do a martial art at any point in their life, whether you're 80, whether you're out of shape, whether you're in shape, um, it's irrelevant. Uh, but jujitsu, there's, there's truly something about jujitsu that the vibe of it, um, when you go to class and you're holding your friends while they're still wearing their clothing, but then you can slap hands afterwards and, mm -hmm. and talk about how you got them in that great choke. And you were, you know, so close to not being able to breathe and going to sleep. And it's, it's a scary thing, but it's a pleasantly scary thing. Yeah. Um, I, I would love one day to get good enough at this, these two practices and compete, um, and make enough money so that I could open up my own academy and share it with, with anybody to let anybody know that, you know, I was 240 pounds out of shape and had never done martial arts. Mm -hmm. And now I can fairly well do these two practices. <laughs> um, and I can defend myself too. I feel as a woman, I mean, I present extremely butch for sure. So most people don't mess with me when I'm walking because I tend to have a masculine gait, <laughs> but <laughs> um, confidence wise, you know, mm -hmm. being a bouncer and having good verbal jujitsu is great, but in a sticky wicket, when somebody actually lays their hands on me, um, I really didn't know how to defend. It was yeah. just all verbal jujitsu and I walk around confidently now. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, I kind of walk around like I wish a motherfucker would. Ooh, yeah. excuse my language. <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, honey, for real. That's why I don't mess with anybody because you don't know what people are going through mentally. You don't know what type of training somebody has. They may not look like mm -hmm. Joe Smo, nothing, but you don't want to find out. I learned that the hard way. So Exactly. And it's always <laughs> the tiny ones that are the squirrely ones. The, the tiny ones in jujitsu are the ones that have the best technique because they're forced mm -hmm. to because everybody's bigger than them. <laughs> Wow. So it's the small ones you should be worried about. And I'm glad <laughs> that you brought up the mental. Um, that's another thing that I found from, from jujitsu specifically in Muay Thai um, is my mental health has, mm -hmm. even during this pandemic, obviously we didn't start training right away. Everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. um, they laxed a little bit of the laws. We do temperature checks. Nobody comes in if they're feeling uh, unwell. We're mm -hmm. all responsible outside so that we can trust each other inside. Uh, wow. But mentally, this is this game has changed my mental game. I, I honestly believe that jujitsu has changed my life and Muay Thai has changed my life. And I'm so grateful that I found them. Well, how has it changed your life? I know you, you've had a history of some things that are some people would shun you for and look down upon you and ostracize you and say, oh, you shouldn't deserve to do this. You shouldn't. So how, how has that really changed your life? I mean, I come, brief synopsis, I, I come from a, a very um, aggressive and long background of childhood abuse. My birth family um, was not the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, there was a lot of kids, um, and a lot of men coming in and out and, uh, you know, not good situations. And then I was adopted with uh, one of my birth sisters and we just went into another home of abuse where our adopted mother physically, mentally, and emotionally abused us every oh, single day of our lives. And so um, jujitsu I feel and Muay Thai has helped me because it's, it's forcing me to put myself in that same uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. um, obviously without the verbal and the emotional abuse, but <clears throat> stemming from that same physicality 
And instead of freezing, it's forcing me to react because that is my natural response. That's why I believe my jujitsu journey will be very, very long Mm -hmm. um, because I kind of tend to freeze. I know movements, I know how to protect myself and I am confident. Um, but sometimes in a roll, I'll freeze and I kind of just panic, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And I'll just take getting squished by, by my, my partner, um, or I'll take getting punched and kind of just turtle up because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I've been familiar with my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have the opportunity to step outside that. And I also find moments where I attack. I also find moments where I strategically defend and get myself in a better position. Um, and mentally that's, that's everything to me, reclaiming that abuse and finding better pathways uh, for that negative experience to turn mm-hmm. it into something that's um, that I can use to to heal those wounds as much as possible. I kind of I have a philosophy that childhood wounds don't ever really heal. Those scars are mm-hmm. are very much so permanent, and every child has them because no parent is perfect, and they will always scar their children one way or another, that's inadvertently, true. whether it's malicious or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a matter of um, healing it enough that you can't really feel the pain and it's just a twinge every now and again. And so that's kind of where I'm trying to go with this. Yeah. It's also helped me mentally within the pandemic because um, exercise, you know, it's, it's not just physically giving me motivation. I mentally have to work very hard every time I train um, for the energy because I am, you know, almost 40 years old and I am still very much so out of shape and I do have uh, a heftier goal to get to. Um, But it also helps me mentally because I'm, I'm constantly forced to be thinking about how to intelligently defend myself at all times. And that's, that is so stimulating. (laughs) Yes. And so you've been dealing with defending yourself since, you know, and going through this from a young age and I can't even imagine what it was like to be in your shoes. And I hope anybody listening to this knows that there's a lot of people that are in foster care and then are adopted that go through, uh, it's not, they're not, they're, they're not all the success stories, Heidi, you know, Oh, I got a adopted parent not. and everything life is good. You know, there's, there's alternative motives out there, you know, for why Absolutely. people adopt kids. And so maybe that's something in the future, there can be like, hey, if you're adopted, come do martial arts or you're something to get you in the sense of community and, you know, maybe you can even help out with self-defense. Or, so and feel safe with people into. again, because that's the thing, too, is it, it, it aided me in, in feeling safe with people because mm-hmm. I've, I've been alone most of my life, so I, I ostracize myself. I'm super social. I'm very gregarious, yes, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really let people in. And jujitsu has changed that because you're kind of forced to let somebody in when, you know, they're sweating on top of it. Break time here, but we'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the game day tea. I'm your host, D. Gill, and I'm talking to Heidi Weisenfarth. And speaking of <laughs> forcing to let somebody in, you are an out and proud lesbian. I want to know personally, what was it like for you uh, to join the, the sports? Were, were you upset, accepted? Uh, did you get any hate, backlash, homophobia? What was it like for you being out and proud? Initially, I had, I had researched a couple different academies uh, in the city in Missoula, Montana, to which I live. Um, and there was definitely, uh, for lack of a better term, some bro vibes and negative bro vibes, not the, the social like, hey, brother kind of thing, hey, sister mm-hmm. kind of thing, but more along the lines of meathead vibes. Um, and yeah. I did not feel comfortable. Um, 
obviously I, I can't really not present <laughs> as gay. I'm pretty sure Stevie Wonder can tell that I'm gay. <laughs> um, but, um, I, I was lucky enough to find MBJJ um, and Bradley Lahuda and his, his vibe for the Academy is very inclusive. I didn't ever feel like I couldn't be myself with that being said, though, there is just the natural run of the mill stigma, you know, you still hear in the gym, you know, don't be a pussy. Um, mm -hmm. or, uh, sometimes that's gay will slip. And I know it's not malicious between the people that I train with, um, because I do know them, you know, when you roll day in and day out with somebody, yeah. and you're both learning with art, you do get to know somebody's inner person for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit. And because I am butch, I also have dealt my whole life um, with being proud and with being out and with being butch, but also having the stigma of being treated like a man because I'm just one of the guys. And yeah. so they'll speak to me as if I am a man and say the things that sometimes men say about women um, mm -hmm. that are wildly offensive. Um, yes. So I, I still deal with it. It's just extremely minimized because the academy I chose was the right academy to choose right and so do you think there needs to be more representation of the lgbtq community in jiu-jitsu and muay thai to bring up some of the issues or make absolutely people... especially because these are both contact sports um yeah you know, that's we're, true we're literally wrapping our legs around people and you know putting our crotches in each other's faces to try to strangle one another um mm -hmm you know, not that there's anything sexually oriented with what we're doing in any stretch that means it's not, but mm -hmm. because we're putting ourselves in those vulnerable positions. And as a woman, I'm perfectly fine putting myself in uncomfortable, vulnerable positions, but that is me. That also doesn't mean other people. That also doesn't mean other people that aren't out. I've been out my whole life. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm an eighties baby. So I came out as bi when I was 16, but that was only because I wanted people <laughs> to accept me and, and still give me still give me the out and be able to present as, you know, a semi heterosexual person, because then my life was a lot easier. Um, but I've been gay my whole life. I've known I was gay my whole life, but there's a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community that don't know that and that aren't out or don't know exactly how out they are. Yeah. You know, they're, they're where I am. They or where mm -hmm. I was presenting or present, pre pretending, excuse me, to present as bi, yeah. but really just not knowing that they, you know, were or were not whatever the case may be yeah um, and so i i definitely would like i would like more representation within our community i think our community mm -hmm. needs more representation period quite frankly across well, the gamut but definitely in athletics in contact sports you hit the nail on the head heidi it's it's really interesting that there the discrepancy between out athletes and contact sports and non-contact sports i don't have like mm -hmm. official numbers but it's obvious it's you can see it. It's obvious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't tell me there's like a lot of people, a part of the community that are enjoying, you know, Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, but that, come on, like, you know, what are the odds, you know, Heidi? So it's just like, but everybody, there's probably the same amount that you would see in, in normal athletics that you would see in martial arts. Obviously, mm -hmm. not as many people do martial arts. So I'm assuming that that number would be changed with that. But we're not, there's not a lot of us that are out. I, I follow professional jiu-jitsu and muay thai and you do not see out proud athletes yeah. very often 
And that's why I had to contact you, Heidi, because I felt like I wanted to give you a voice on my platform. It's not the biggest, but it's something, you know, uh, out sports. My platform's not the biggest either. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just so I've done, I've had volleyball players on, soccer players on, uh, you know, all different types of sports, baseball players, Mm -hmm. different backgrounds, tennis. But I wanted to get somebody from the martial arts realm and to come in and everything just kind of aligned for me to interview you today because I feel like their community isn't that uh, represented. The LGBTQ community isn't that much represented in the mixed martial arts world and the martial arts world. And so thank you so much for doing this interview. And I hope somebody that is listening, if you're, if you like these type of sports or you know somebody that is probably closeted in these type of sports and doesn't feel welcome to come out or doesn't feel comfortable coming out, uh, it's okay. You know, your time is your time. Don't rush, but uh, Heidi, would you even mind if somebody wanted to reach out to you to talk about it, to get more insight? If anybody wants, truthfully, uh, for anybody listening, anybody who future listens, um, and I, I do appreciate you. Uh, actually, let me backtrack. I do appreciate you, Darius, putting me on this as well. No um, it was very gracious of you to, uh, to interview me. But yes, anybody that wants to reach out, um, I've, I've seen many different gambits in my age of, of our community. Um, and a lot of us are still struggling. A lot of our community is dealing uh, with some pretty heinous things. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, my gate gives me and affords me a different luxury than other people within our community. I also have downsides and negatives for sure to this. Um, but I truly believe that for our community, martial arts and jujitsu and Muay Thai is very, very beneficial. Our community does not feel safe. Um, as a woman, I don't feel safe. As a, as a gay person, I don't feel safe either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm not the only one. I have trans friends that feel the same way. I have non-binary friends that feel the same way because people don't understand us. Yeah. Um, and we are not safe. Those are just the unfortunate, truthful facts. And anybody that wants to reach out and talk about martial arts or how to get into it or how I found it to be beneficial outside of health, outside of mental health, and just to to feel safe within myself, that changed everything for me, really. And Mm -hmm. I believe it can do it for anybody else, too. Well, well, Heidi, I I really appreciate your time. Uh, We can go on and on and on, but um, like (laughs) (laughs) we we hit a lot of things that I wanted to hit discuss. And I just want to give you another chance to shout out your gym and uh, where people can find you at again, just in case they missed it the first time. Absolutely. You can reach me on Instagram at Heidi underscore Weisenfarth. Um, This is going to be really long, but it's H-E-I-D-I underscore W-I-E. S-E-N-F-A-R-T-H. So a little bit of a mouthful. Um, or you can find me on Heidi Hearts BJJ on TikTok. Again, not a lot of videos because I haven't tapped into the technology savvy of that. I'm in the 40 there with me. Um, or on Facebook. Uh, you can find me there as well. Shout out to Missoula Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, Bradley Lahuda, our professor. Shout out to Carlos Machado, our lineage. Um, one of the original OGs of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, who just actually got his red and white coral belt, which is an amazing achievement. 
Um, shout out to my sponsors at Zootown uh, Collective Elevation, their dispensary here local. They literally keep my old ass on the mats <laughs> and keep me recovered um, with their CBD products and uh, their medical marijuana. And um, shout out to everybody that I've ever rolled with um, and everybody that I've ever trained with. Without them, I, I would not be here. Oh, that's amazing. I am going to claim it right now you are going to succeed in your career, Heidi. You are going to get that money that you want and you're going to do good things with that money. Like you've already said, you have the plan, you're putting the plan into place. And so I heard this very interesting quote on a song of a house, a house song, Heidi, of all places. But it said, you cannot fail at something if you're working at it. And it's like the moment you give up is is when you fail. So no matter if you are white, black, blue, whatever you are, you know, in martial arts or just in life, wherever you are in life in general, you have a goal. Don't give up. But the moment you start giving up, that's when you fail. You can't fail at it Mm -hmm. while you're working at it. Yep, just show up. Show up for yourself. That's the best you can do. There you go. And so I always, Heidi, end my episodes with be true, be you, and be fierce. And that is all you wrapped up in one saying. So thank you so much for your time. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Thank you too, Darius. I appreciate your time as well. All righty. Take care. Bye, y'all. You too. Bye.